And perhaps as you think of that, maybe you think of some that you know really well. And maybe you think of some that you don't know as well. And, and, and we're going to have a chance this morning to think about how well do we know God? If I ask that question, do you know God? Where does that take you? Where does that take you in your heart and mind? Do you really know God? Do I really know God? Jesus says in John 17, and this is on the screen, this is eternal life. These are Jesus' words. This is eternal life, that you know God, that they would know you. He's speaking to the Father, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So Jesus is saying eternal life is knowing God. Eternal life is his, his desire for us to know God. And, and around here, we talk about the gospel, the gospel being the good news that God rescues sinners like you and I through the life, death, and, and resurrection of Jesus. The gospel is spectacularly good news that Jesus saves, that Jesus rescues, that he brings about forgiveness and makes us right with God, puts us in relationship with God so that we can be friends with God, so that we can know God. It's because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, not because of what we do, it's because of what Jesus has already done that makes it possible for you to be saved and experience this good news of knowing God. Jesus also says this in John 14. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, listen to these words. We're familiar with that first part. But are we as familiar with this next part that Jesus says? If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. This is, this is encouraging because as you and I, as followers of Jesus, as we seek after Jesus, we will get to know our great God. Pursuing Jesus, wanting to follow him, wanting to live for him, wanting to know him more, means that we will know God more. Um, uh, we, we, were, we were talking about, you know, thinking about who we know and what it feels like when you know someone. Anyone ever watch a TV show so frequently that you feel like you know them? And then when that TV show ends, do you ever feel like, where'd my friends go? You like have a, you have like a whole, it's like a gap in your life there for a few days while you recover from the TV show ending. Or perhaps that you, you have a favorite celebrity. You know, perhaps there's a, a, an athlete or a, a movie star or someone that you've followed for a long time in your life, admired, you know, liked their, their music or their movies or, or whatever. And so you, you follow, you know, you see everything they've ever done. And you listen to their interviews. And, and when they put out an autobiography, you read it. And you, just, you feel like, I know that guy. But do you? And so this, this, should, you know, this, should, this should check us on, on what it means to know someone a little bit. Is it, is it that we really know them, or do we know about them? I mean, if we're talking about the TV show example, we're talking about fictional people. <laughs> so we don't know them, even if it feels like it, right? This morning, I want us to check our desire. I want us to evaluate ourselves on whether we want to know God. I don't want us to just assume and run past this question like, Derek, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm here at church. Yeah, you know, I, I know God. No, I want us to take an opportunity this morning to check ourselves and know and, and see if there's a desire to know God. And I'm saying, 
I, don't, I want us to be careful and not just know about God. Theology is the study of God. It's possible to know a lot about God and not really know God. It's possible to learn a lot about godliness, behavior that's pleasing to God, what a Christian looks like, what kind of language I should say when I'm in church. There, there's, it's, a possible, it's possible to learn a lot to know about godliness, and that's a lot different than knowing God and being changed from the inside out by his work in our lives. So, um, with that desire in mind, with, with a desire this morning to, and in the coming weeks, to encourage us to know God and, and ask ourselves if we're, if we're pursuing knowing God, uh, with that in mind, we're actually going to begin a new teaching series today, and we're calling it Knowing God. Now, uh, some of you are perhaps thinking, okay, new series, sounds great, and you don't, you're good with it, you're ready to go, hey, new series, charge the hill. Awesome. I'm glad if you're ready. <laughs> Some of you uh, may have paused right there, realizing, wait a second, I thought we just started another series. And aren't we now stopping that series? Um, yes. Yes, in fact. We are, um, yes, we did start a series a couple weeks ago. Yes, uh, we are indeed shifting gears. And I want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about why um, and, and ask you to hear uh, my heart and the thought that went into this. Um, Spent a lot of time in recent days really uh, seeking the Lord's direction and, and myself and with others, asking the Lord to direct us by his Holy Spirit. And a lot of times at Faith Church, what following the Spirit means is sermons and, and books of the Bible that are planned out for weeks and even months in advance. And, and I believe that's following the Holy Spirit. And then there are times like today when I believe being led by the Holy Spirit we shift gears, and we do something else because we believe that God is asking us to. And so there's a lot going on here, but, you know, we've certainly, have not, we've certainly been talking recently in recent weeks and months about the difficulties of 2020, are the swirling difficult things in our culture, and the, the tension and the different topics that are causing you and I and people around us uh, stress. It's been a difficult season in our world, and it's also been a difficult season uh, in our church family this last year. And so we're always asking God, we're always asking God, and this is no different, to show us what do you have for us, God, from your word? Where do you want your people to go to hear from you? How, do, how God, do you want to show us your kindness through what we are studying in your word? What is the best thing that you have for us uh, in this season? And so we want to learn from Matthew's five, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. We want to return. We will return to the Sermon on the Mount and what we began studying. We'll come back to that at a later time. But we want to shift gears. Uh, in, in the coming weeks, we're actually going to be in a new phase of the mediation process that uh, we've been going through as a church family. And we hope to announce to you very soon uh, an opportunity that you'll have in the next few weeks to gather together and to hear an update from our mediators and to hear from uh, many leaders about what the work that God is, the reconciliation, ongoing reconciliation work uh, that God is doing. So that'll be coming up soon. And so as we care then, knowing that, knowing that's all going on and, and, and the swirling issues in our culture, as we care for each other in this season, 
Rather than wrestle uh, with some difficult topics and Jesus' standard for followers of Jesus and things that kind of prod us and poke at our, at our following Jesus, I feel, we feel, that now in this season, what we want to do as we spend time in God's Word each Sunday is we want to help each other to lift our eyes, to follow Jesus We want to spend time together as we study his word today and in the coming Sundays to have the opportunity to lift our eyes and to marvel at the greatness of our God. That's that's where our heart is. That's my desire. And so I don't do this lightly. Uh, It's not not an easy decision, but we sought the Lord. We sought counsel. We want to obey his direction, and we want to love you well. And so uh, perhaps that was helpful to you, and perhaps that was more than you needed to know. And perhaps you can just, if you're, gonna, if you're one of the former group and you want to just go back to that spot of, hey, new series, cool, <laughs> then all right, then, then here we go. So thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Um, here we go. We're going to start a new series today, and we're calling it Knowing God. And what we're going to do in this series is in the coming weeks, we're, each Sunday we're going to take a look at an attribute of God, something that we know to be true about God, something that his word teaches us about God. And each Sunday in the coming weeks, we'll get to reflect on that and, and, and have it uh, hopefully deepen and strengthen what we know to be true about God and awaken in us that continuing desire to know God, to really know him. And so today is kind of just an introduction then to this series. And, uh, and, and I will say this, many of you may know this book. There's a book by the same title as this series, Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Spectacular book. And, um, and I'll just say that this morning's introduction to this topic is, is really inspired and adapted by one of the chapters in J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God. So we're going to uh, follow his lead this morning, and we're going to discuss the life of Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just 30,000 feet overview, just really kind of a sweeping, quick thought about Daniel and his friends and their life as a way of illustrating for us a couple, some things this morning. We're going to look to Daniel and his three friends to illustrate four things that are true of, of people who know God. We're going to look at the example of Daniel and his three friends, and, and they're just going to show us this morning uh, quickly four things that are true of people who know God. In the book of Daniel, in the Old Testament, we find Daniel and his three friends and, and others of God's people who are in captivity, in, uh, who are experiencing the Babylonian exile. God's people have been, uh, have been taken to Babylon. This is the 6th century B.C., and, and, and I think as we study the book of Daniel, what you see is a great example for us of learning to live for God in the midst of a place, as, as a, living as a stranger in somewhere that's not our home. God's people living in Babylon has a lot to teach you and I about living in this world and living in our culture. How we can live for God even though we are strangers to this world, even though we are just passing through, even though this is not our home. So the first thing this morning, number one, is those who know God have great energy for God. Those who know God have great energy for God. Daniel eleven thirty two says, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. 
Now, you'll notice that that verse starts with the word but. The word but there is, 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 is showing a contrast. It's, it's a contrast that God's people are different than the anti-God actions of people around them. So, so there's, there's the culture they live in and this experience they're having of people being against God. And then Daniel eleven thirty two 32 says, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Daniel and his three friends knew God, and that compelled them from time to time to actively stand out against what they were experiencing, the irreligion and the false religion that that they were experiencing. Because of their knowledge of God, because they knew God, they were compelled to take a stand. They were willing to take action against against those things around them for the sake of of God and for the sake of honoring God. His commands. Those who know God have great energy for God. Uh, J.I. Packer suggests that one fruit, one result of knowing God is this energy. And, and one way we might see this energy play out, what does that look like to have energy for God? One of the ways that might play out is energy to pray. That, that those who know God uh, one fruit of knowing God is this energy to pray for God's cause. And the more knowledge we have of God, the more energy we have, and therefore the more prayer in line with God's will and for his cause. By this, and this would be a good test for us. This would be a good way to evaluate our energy for God and, and our, the depth of our knowing God is how much do we pray? According to his will, how much do we pray for the cause of God to prevail in the lives around us and in the world around us? If we don't find, if if you examine yourself, if I examine myself and I don't find much energy for prayer, and if I consider my daily and weekly routines and, and I find that I don't devote much time to praying according to God's will and praying for his causes, maybe that's a sign that I don't really know God. So number one is those who know God have great energy for God. Number two is those who know God have great thoughts of God. There's a theme, there's, there's a few, a phrase that runs throughout the early chapters of Daniel. And we find it in different ways, in different places. But here it is on the screen, chapter 5, verse 21. The Most High God rules the kingdom of mankind. Isn't that spectacular? Isn't that good to be aware of? Number two is is those who know God have great thoughts of God. And throughout the book of Daniel, we see that thought that the most high God rules the kingdom of mankind. And then listen to Daniel's prayers. I'm just going to really quickly read, and you'll see them on the screen, go through some some, uh, words of Daniel praying. And what a better way to see a man's thoughts of God than to hear his prayers, right? So, so listen to the prayers of David and, and what it tells us he knows about God, what his thoughts of God are. Chapter 2, verse 20, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, Daniel prays, to whom belong wisdom and might. Chapter 9, verse 4, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant, And steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Chapter 9, verse 9. To the Lord our God belong mercy 
and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him. Verse 14, for the Lord our God is righteous in all the works that he has done, and we have not obeyed his voice. So there's, there's a, just a glimpse of Daniel's thoughts of God, because number two we said is those who know God have great thoughts of God. And so as you heard Daniel's prayers there, and you thought of some of those characteristics that he was proclaiming to be true about God, it's an opportunity, again, it's a test for us to evaluate whether we know God. And the test this time is, is, to, is to consider what are our thoughts of God? What do, we, what do we attribute to him? What do we know to be true of him? When you heard Daniel's prayers and those kinds of words there on the screen, is that how you and I think of God? It, 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 our view of God is expressed in our prayers. And do we have great thoughts? Do we have thoughts of God's greatness that we express in our prayers? Does this tremendous sense of his holiness and his majesty and his grace and his kindness and his love and his forgiveness, do those things uh, permeate and, and come out through our thoughts and our prayers to our great God, the way that they do for Daniel. So that's another way that we test and we measure how little or how much we know God is as we consider our thoughts of God. Number three, those who know God show great boldness for God. Those who know God show great boldness for God. And here is, is kind of a fun opportunity. If you were here, uh, let's see, about a month, five, six weeks ago, uh, Pastor Matt preached on September 6th, and he did a, uh, an excellent recap of Daniel chapter 3. And so we get to kind of remember some of the highlights of that this morning as well as we think of Daniel and his three friends. Because number three uh, this morning is those who know God have great boldness for God. And you may remember when Pastor Matt recapped Daniel chapter 3, we have King Nebi, Nebuchadnezzar, who builds this, this, this huge statue and, and wants people to bow down to it, this great golden statue, and he orders people to worship it. And then you'll remember that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, otherwise known to us by the VeggieTales as Rack, Shack, and Benny, right? Easier to say. Rack, Shack, and Benny out of their love for God, out of their devotion for God, they refuse. They refuse. They're ordered to worship this idol, this giant statue, but out of their love, out of their knowledge of God, and out of their devotion to him, they refuse. Rakshak and Benny recognized what we see the disciples recognize in Acts 5.29 on the screen that when the disciples said it this way, we must obey God rather than men. In this situation where, where human orders called to worship an idol, Rakshak and Benny, like the disciples in Acts chapter 5, recognized that we must obey God rather than men. And that gave Daniel's three friends boldness. Because those who know God show great boldness for God. That is the spirit of those who know God. They seek the, the right course to take. 
They consider their circumstances. They look and see what's going around on them. They see the tensions and the pressures and the volatility and the, and the arguments and the culture around them. And they look for the right course to take. They ask God to show them the right way forward. And no matter what the cost, they take it. They take God's right way. They show great boldness for God. No hesitation. They knew what, God, what love for God looked like. So when they were presented with, with this command to worship an idol, they knew that's not what worship of God looked like. So they took the right course and refused. And that is a test that we can apply to ourselves. When faced with difficulties and when faced with things that go against the ways of our great God, we can check ourselves and perhaps the, how much we know or don't know about God is seen in, our, in the presence of, of our boldness for him or lack of boldness. Because in Daniel chapter 3, verse 17, here's what Daniel's three friends said. They told the king, Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. That was their boldness. But it's what they said next that shows us number four. Number four is that those who know God have a great contentment in God. So they said, they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, our God can rescue us from the fiery furnace. That was their boldness. But it's what, what they say next. It's that next verse that shows us our, our fourth point for this morning, that those who know God have great contentment in God. Verse, chapter 3, verse 18 says this, and this is the part that I just loved that Pastor Matt helped us to think about and be encouraged by a few weeks ago when he preached chapter 3. Verse 18 says, but if not, in other words, even if God doesn't rescue me, their boldness told King Nebi, our God can rescue us. But the next, the next words out of their mouth was, even if not, even if he doesn't, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. They were bold and they were content in God, no matter the circumstances. They knew God could rescue them, but even if God chose not to, they were content with what life would bring. That's incredible. That was so, so powerful and, 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 and challenging and, and encouraging for me to wrestle with a few weeks ago when Pastor Matt brought us here. You know, those who know God have a great contentment about, in God. Is that true of me? No matter the circumstances, even when face-to-face -face with the fiery furnace, am I content with what God has for my life? Faced with the fiery furnace, there even if they had contentment, they were satisfied with knowing God. And so Pastor Matt asked us, and I ask us today, you know, what's our even if situation? Even if God does or doesn't, even if God doesn't go the way we thought he should go, even if God has a hard path in store for us, what is our even if that you're going through in your life? Difficulty, hardship, pain, suffering. 
that may not change or may not go away. Do you know God and find contentment, find all you need in him? Do you know God? Do I trust him? Do I follow him? Do I serve him? Do you and I set aside our ways and our preferences and our path and instead surrender and give ourselves to and be content with and follow God's path? Do we know God? And do we want to? Father God, thank you for this opportunity to to check ourselves on our desire to know you. I know, God, it would be easy for me to say, yeah, I know God. But God, I don't want to stop there. I want to know you. God, I want to have energy for you, great thoughts of you, great boldness for you, and great contentment in you. So Father, it's my prayer for myself and for my church family here And for those gathered online, God, would you use the next several weeks, would you use these next several weeks as we look to study about you, as we look to learn about you, as we consider these various attributes together of your greatness, your faithfulness, your gracious, loving kindness, your mercy. God, as we consider these things about you in the coming weeks, I pray that our hearts would be ready to know you more that you would help us to not be satisfied with knowing about you or knowing about how we should behave. But God, giving ourselves to, to, to really seeking you and knowing you more. God, I pray that we would have great energy for you that would result in prayers for your purposes and for your causes. God, I pray that we would have great thoughts that our thoughts of, of you would be so great that you would be so exalted in our lives that we would, would, would humbly recognize our place at your feet. God, I pray that we would have great boldness for you. Help us to do what is right, no matter the situation. Help us to take the path that you call us to. And God, I pray that we would have great contentment that our that we would find all we need in you, that your grace would be sufficient for us, that that in the midst of, of the chaos of life, we would find our rest, our contentment in you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.